Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Soundbites with Dr. Bing. And today I'm coming to you live from my home. <laughs> well, I come to you live from my home every day anyway. So today I have decided to change locations and I'm sitting outside enjoying the cool summer breeze. Uh, just sitting in the shade so you might hear the rustle of leaves or some other form of external noise but it's generally quite peaceful and it's very nice uh, today i wanted to talk about specifically which milk you should drink or whether or not you should drink milk at all uh, a, a, <laughs> a previous episode i talked about gluten and then removing that from your life then a lot of people eat cereal for breakfast because that has what has evolved over time and cereal companies are very happy that that is the case and breakfast has now become the most important meal of the day when realistically speaking if you could delay your breakfast or even skip breakfast that might work well for you again this is an individual to individual basis some people must have breakfast and other people do much better without breakfast and i fall in the later camp so what what should what kind of milk do you actually drink? So let's say you have gluten-free cereal or you have fruit or you have like some form of uh, bacon and eggs or something like that for breakfast and then you've decided that you want to uh, drink coffee or drink tea and have some form of milk intake. Now the question then becomes, are you just drinking it for taste or do you actually want some a specific effect or you want to get some nutrients from it? Now, if you're trying to get the nutrients from the milk, then part of the thing about cow's milk is is that when you drink milk, it reaches the stomach and the stomach has uh, hydrochloric acid. What happens to milk that actually goes off? It curdles and it curdles because the environment has turned acidic. So if the environment has turned acidic and then the milk curdles, guess what is not, <laughs> guess what is no longer available? The nutrients, because it's now bound in big clumps rather than freely floating. Uh, and there is also the impact of having the high levels of proteins that are in it, the casein, which is the glue, uh, and the lactose, which a lot of people lack the enzyme to digest properly. Uh, so it's a heavy burden on the gut in general. So cow's milk, this is cow's milk specifically that we're talking about. So... Uh, cow's milk is also not very good because it creates a lot of mucus. It creates an inflammatory reaction that stimulates mucus production. And then you are more prone to sinusitis, tonsillitis, clogging of your, uh, clogging of all of the mucus membranes that you can think of. And that is only the mucus membranes that you can see. Our entire gut lining has mucus membranes. So guess what is happening when it is down inside your stomach? Not only that, the milk has an addictive quality to it as well. So, you know, cow's milk generally not so good for you unless you are a baby cow. Uh, then you go, okay, what about soy? Soy must be, must be better. Well, fortunately, with regards to mucus production, soy is the same. It has the same amount of mucus production capability compared with cow's milk. So if you drink cow's milk or you drink soy, you have the same amount of mucus production. That is why some people notice when they switch from one to the other, there is absolutely no difference. 
not only that, when you switch over the soy, there are a whole bunch of things that we do not understand. And there are phytoestrogens that seem to be interfering uh, with the body's hormonal system. And the phytoestrogens, we think, might actually contribute to cancer because estrogen is a growth-causing compound. And growth-causing compounds obviously accelerate and promote cancer cells to divide and continue to uh, continue to change so that's no good then the third aspect about soy is that you actually block thyroid or iodine uptake into the thyroid this is something new that I've actually learned so if you are having soy milk then you now are putting stress on your thyroid and changing your metabolic set, uh, set point because your thyroid then does not have enough of the iodine and that has a lot of downstream effects over time the other milks, rice milk, almond milk, oat milk, you know, uh, goat's milk, all of these kind of things. Now, you really have to ask the question, why am I consuming it? If you are consuming it for pleasure, understand how it affects you. Uh, and if you understand how it affects you, you can make an informed choice as to whether or not you want to do this to yourself on a daily basis. Essentially, any milk that is processed probably isn't that great for you. Uh, they, I, they've done a study whereby if you consume greater than half of your meal that is actually cooked or processed, your body recognizes this as a foreign protein because the cooking process destroys a lot of the natural proteins that are there. And it mounts an inflammatory response and your immune system gets stimulated and you start attacking the food. And because some of that gets cross-linked to your own natural proteins, you start attacking yourself and then you get what is known as an autoimmune reaction. That's when the body attacks itself for no apparent reason. You know, not something that we actually want. Again, with cow's milk, some people get uh, what is known as uh, a cow's milk proctocolitis. That means inflammation of the anal region that can be itchy, can cause you to bleed. And obviously, again, that's an inflammatory type of reaction. So if you're consuming a little bit, like say, you know, 20, 30 mils, maybe that is okay. But one other thing to keep in mind is that for cow's milk, it generally hangs around the body for about a period of two weeks before you uh, are past the entire symptoms and before the protein actually is excreted completely from the body. Now, that also means that if you have dairy exposure every two weeks, you are constantly on that inflammatory cascade and whatever it is that you're trying to get rid of is not going to get better. So very important to cut it out completely. And again, experiment. Remove it from your diet. Remove it for a good month. Don't cheat. Don't take chocolate. Don't take all of those nice yummy stuff that you grew up with. And then reintroduce it. Have it one day and then see what it does to you. If you actually get reactions on the day, you know. Some people, it's a little bit delayed. It takes a couple of days before it kicks in. So you have it and then you wait for a couple of days. And if the results are not what you actually want, then stop having it. As simple as that. And you repeat the same process with the other forms of milk. And if none of them actually agree with you, then looks like that is one of the things that perhaps should go from your diet or should be consumed in very, very moderate amounts. Well, I hope that's been helpful to you if you have any questions at all please you know just send it through any particular topic you want me to cover be happy to do that as well it's hp signing off and we'll speak to you again soon